Today's episode is a re-release of our Fertility Journey Part 1. The original air date was November 21st, 2019, which was almost three years after we started trying to get pregnant. It's a vulnerable share. It's raw and in the moment. And wow, look how far we've come. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple, that's us, and a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. So I'm not 100% sure that I'm stoked on sharing this podcast. feels super vulnerable. Um, It's about fertility and it's about our fertility journey. And we don't share this for a number of reasons um, very often with folks. One, because it's super personal. Two, because it's a deeply spiritual journey and that can be hard to describe a lot of the times. It's nuanced and yeah. It's just uh, deep. And the third reason is because no matter what you say, no matter how you present it, no matter what, people always share their opinions. And there's just only so many opinions that you can receive during a time like this. And everybody has their own way, which we talk about later in the podcast. But it's rarely, rarely do people know what to say or how to how to be with this information. Nobody wants you to struggle or suffer. And everybody has a solution. So... Hopefully you're not going to be one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so just in terms of the the setup, throughout the course of this journey, we really came to realize that uh, each month was almost a roller coaster of emotions and that each week within that month had its own dynamic characteristics. And that this feels important to share because basically we've committed to sharing parts of our lives and the realness that we experience and also because, you know, I think there is a hope that if there are folks out there in similar situations that they can feel comfort by hearing us talk openly and honestly about it and also, you know, it's a example of how to go through massive strife or conflict Mm -hmm. or difficulty really challenge Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. the same way we approach all challenge yeah so what we did for this podcast which is a two-part series is that we did short recordings each week during a month of our cycle and it was amazing how often themes would come up throughout the months and all or throughout the weeks and then also just how how different we felt yeah each week how different and the similar things exactly and so in this part one you'll hear a couple of those weeks you'll you'll note the change in weeks by a little musical interlude so don't shut the podcast off when it goes to our theme music there's another week coming up and yeah that's yeah let's share it i guess yeah it's it's vulnerable it's big one thanks for listening y'all all right enjoy bye So this is period week or, or this is the, like, we're going to record about the week leading up to getting your period to the day that you get your period, which was yesterday. Um, the story goes as such, we took all of last week off because we were going to be going out of town or we we were out of town. And so we took the last week off to try to get some spaciousness, to do some house projects. Part of me knew that that was PMS week. And I was like, great. 
if I'm going to get my period, we'll have some spaciousness and we'll see how that goes. It, um, it also, we only were working a half week and we decided to take it off. And so, yeah, you go ahead and start and kind of my, yeah, my experience of this past week has been that my mood swings were a lot less. Hmm. And part of that is that I'm getting acupuncture and some things that are supposed to help with PMS. But my experience was that it was less, I think probably because we had the week off and we were connected. But I, I definitely do feel like it went better. What do you think? Yeah, I th- so we've been on this journey for years of, of trying to get pregnant and infertility. And compared to this week has been a little easier. And I think it is because of our ex- our experience. I think we let go a little bit this week leading up to it and because of the spaciousness. And I, it actually surprised me because we're on letrozole. So it's our first time doing any kind of actual intervention other than timing like ovulation sticks and timing our our cycle but it's really the first time we've done anything so it should have been much more of a disappointment but I can feel it coming and it's just you know I mean it was a bummer but we were also looking forward to going out of town it was a unique week taking time off looking forward to going out of town so then what ended up happening yeah I was gonna say so tell us the story of like which was good and bad. It was good. It was good. Yeah. And kind of... Well, of course, it's been terrible. Yeah. Right. But so what ended up happening was we arrived to St. Louis for this wedding of your cousin. And um, the first night that we got there, we went on a little jog. And we were doing some stretching. And I dislocated my knee. My knee was off of my kneecap, off to the side. I had crumbled. I'd collapsed because... It, I had no, it yeah, I had no, knee, I had no knee. Out of place. Yep. I was like, put it back in, put it back in. You put it back on, and we go to the doctor, and they they suggest an X-ray, and I'm like, well, I could be pregnant, and so they were like, well, we'll do a pregnancy test, and then we go, the doctor comes in and is like, so you're not pregnant, and I'm like, okay. okay. And I told no, her. What did she even might have said? Like, Congrat- congratulations. No, she not- didn't. Yeah. She did not. She just said, so you're not pregnant. And I was like, okay, well, that sucks. And she was like, oh. And I'm just like, you know, whatever. Insult to injury. And so, again, we knew it was coming, but then that went away, right, to find out. Right. So then we We're in an urgent care with your x-ray. dislocated knee. And they're like, so you're not pregnant. That was the moment in which we found out it was... It was like the whole thing. And I'm like, I mean, all I could do is laugh. I'm like, we're not pregnant. My need doesn't exist. We're in freaking St. Louis. Who knows if we're, like the party's going on and we're not there. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, this week. But it was a distraction. It was a distraction to have my knee dislocated. It's almost like I couldn't focus on. What has been your experience when you're like building up and, and you have that experience where you know that your period is coming do you, are you still in those moments maintaining hope that, that it could be, could not, or like, I don't know, what, what has been yours as a woman and like that intuition, do, do you start to question your intuition? It has varied so many times because in the beginning I thought the friends of ours who are highly intuitive will just talk about knowing and a lot of people will just say, I just knew. And so, you know, I've never just known other than that one time that I think we were pregnant, but it was gone in a flash. 
Um, and there have been times where I've been pretty positive that the circumstances would have created, like everything was right, or the time that I was ovulating on May Day, like literally the day of fertility, you know, and I just thought <laughs> there's so many pieces that are right. How could this not come together? Like the universe has conspired in all the ways. It's got to be the time. Right, right. And then at the end of the day, when I start to feel my period coming at first, I thought, I mean, honestly, I thought this is what, you know, people say getting pregnant can feel like getting your period because you all of a sudden you're experiencing rushes of hormones and changes in your body. And so having not been pregnant before, having not really been pregnant, I think maybe it's it. Yeah. That's a key point because if you're trying to get pregnant, those feelings, you're like, oh, are these feelings of getting pregnant? Right. But now that we've had some rounds of that and I'm so much more in tune, I'm fairly certain it's a specific type of ache. I mean, it's the same thing every time, babe. It's like the low back. My legs get really tired. Obviously, the mood swings. You know, it's very specific at this point. I don't think being pregnant is going to feel like that on that week. Maybe that week passes and there aren't many feelings. Maybe at some point I have moodiness and achiness. But it's the fact that it's always, because I have such regular cycles, it's always that right leading up to that fourth week that right. I feel that way. It just, I don't think it's going to be like that, babe. Right. For, for me, it's, it's, it's really this incredible journey of just, I, I do, I get in denial, you know, I, I get in denial about it. And I start to play over these stories about stories that we've heard from other people. Because on the journey, when you're trying to get pregnant and you're struggling with infertility, you hear nothing but stories. And literally everyone around you starts to get pregnant and have babies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's yeah. just I mean, incredible. As and soon so, as we started, it was like boom, 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 boom. Now everybody's on two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and boom, we, you boom, know. Boom, <laughs> boom, 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 Jeez. And the thing is, is like, for me, I start applying tidbits of those stories. The ones you want, selective. That, that, exactly. Exactly. Where somebody was like, I really didn't think I was pregnant. And then bam, I was. Or there was no way I could have been. And then bam, I was. So when you start saying, exhibiting mood swings or start saying, I am going to get my period. That's exactly the thing that pop in my head. Is there something you can do different? Because it... Once I know, like, here's the thing is if I'm pregnant, the baby will come. Right. So, like, can you just get on board with me when I know that I'm not? Like, why can't you just experience what I'm experiencing with me? And then if for some freaking miracle I'm pregnant, we'll both be pleasantly surprised, but at least we're together in it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to, you know, I do, I do want to, and I... I think I'm. I think I have improved. Like I think there were times near the beginning when I was much more resistant. Right. Like you'd actually verbally, not argue, but dispute. Dispute. Right. I. I am. You know. And and I would uh, recommend against that. Not not because like, it's just it's not because of even the relationship or communication. It's just like that's not helpful to either party at all. It's not helpful to your intuition. It's not helpful to me as like just kind of how I'm showing up. And so. I, yeah, I, I hear you. I, I do need to get better. It's, it's, it's almost, it's so hard to avoid those thoughts, but like, 
it's just really hard. It's I think really for hard. me, and maybe this will make sense to you, but I think for me, there's this sense of playing master puppeteer. Yeah. That you know, there was also there were also times where I thought, if I think I'm going to get my period, I'm literally going to manifest it, and that is way deep into that's like that's like basically canceling out all of science and biology to think that I'm getting this feeling of getting my period, and that if I go, if I tune into the truth of that, that, then I'm going to somehow will my period to come. And that get, that's, I don't, I can't have that much power. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's, it kind of captures you in that place of hope that you can't be, you know how that negatively affected us, honestly, is that we would be in denial and I'd be a raging PMS bitch. And we'd be like, but we're pregnant. Why are you being a bitch? And then all right. of a sudden it becomes about me being a bitch right. and not about the hormones that are right. like flooding my body. Right. So it's like, it's helpful for me that we acknowledge when it's my period, because then we can say, this isn't it's, about you. This isn't about me. Yeah, These It's are, acknowledging is, that foundation of, of where, where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I, I'm sorry for not, not being able to, it's just, it's, it, this has been a, it's been a really, I've been surprised at how, how new and how I don't I guess I just feel like nothing has prepared me for this like it is so common and like nothing has prepared me for this these these feelings this roller coaster every single month and it is so new it is such an emotional thing that's so new and I feel so woefully underprepared and it has only been through these months and these experiences that I've you know, grown at that. And it's been really difficult. And I, I just, I, you know, thank you so much for just supporting me, even though you're the one with all these emotions, you know, I, so it, to any men out there who are, who are listening and, and might be struggling with this, like, don't think that you know, you're going to know what to do if you start struggling with infertility, because at least in my experience, again, nothing has prepared me for this. And so, you know, talk to find another dude who struggled with it. Talk to some people as soon as that possible. That's really important. Don't wait years in. You made a you made a good point about you know me supporting you, and of course I support you, and I do think it's important to remember that the impact at this point is the heaviest on me, and that you know I come to you, but then I go out to my friends, and I think that you know it, different. Like I can react towards you. I don't think it works the other way around that you can react at me. I think you need to go also outward. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important. It's really important. Thanks, Thanks, babe. Yeah, thank you. So I want to talk about where we are now, which is what I call the Freedom Weeks. Freedom! It's like the only time we're happy because we're free. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it's the the peacefulness weeks because there is no there is the, the least amount of pressure in the roller in the monthly roller coaster of infertility. Right, so it's where I'm bleeding, and then it gets a little nowadays it's getting a little tenuous after that. But so the week so as soon as I get my period, my mood is. I am fine. Right. It's like literally it just release the dam. I can see clearly now the, the blood has come. <laughs> Yours is better. Um, it's true though. 
And all of a sudden we're not pregnant and it's a relief. Right. In the sense that we're not waiting and we're not all caught up in the waiting and we're not... Should I be doing this? Should I have this glass of wine right now? Right. Should I exactly. have gone to hot yoga? You know, like you're saying, oh, I know that I'm not pregnant. It's honestly, it's the knowing that makes yeah. it so much mm-hmm. easier. It's the knowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a brilliant thing because it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just an amazing feeling. And not being pregnant, you know, there's also like an ounce of relief in that too. You're like, okay, we are not about to change our lives this month, right? Right. I don't know if you feel the same about that. I mean, I think that obviously we talked about how there's grief when the period comes, but after having infertility for several years now, it's almost as that grief hits, but it, it, it does pass more and more quickly. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It, it, we, we flow into these more peaceful weeks and there's an <laughs> no openness. No pun intended. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. But there is, there is an openness. There's a freedom and you're right. You're like, oh, we don't, I'm sad that I'm not changing my life. Mm-hmm. because that's what I want. But in this moment, there's a there's kind of a present moment mentality of a little bit of freedom, some breathing. And I don't know why, because it doesn't feel like it's possible, but it does happen that you're like, all right, back to the drawing board. Like, I don't know, that solution-oriented part of yourself, for me anyways, gets ignited again. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to figure it out. Uh, we're going to figure out another way. And you Like know, the options open up. Right, yeah. and like sometimes it feels like, I don't want to do the next step. Like some of the options feel really scary and like they're just more heartbreak. And we've been pushing a lot of those options back, you know, like, and it's, and it's interesting that often those decisions come in this week. And then when we're in that grief period, they feel much more relevant. Oh, we should, you know, be being more aggressive about the IUI or the IVF. But we're not, and then we get into these more freedom weeks over the course of the cycle, and we say, we say, oh, well, let's just try again. Like I feel okay about it right now. I feel peaceful about it. Let's just go see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. And then, and then, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's like it has felt almost then the then is. Do you feel like the crash is even more when it the pressure has seemed to build a little bit. When, when it doesn't happen, but at least for now, I feel good about it. Yeah, right. I do too. I mean, I just, I don't know. It is amazing to me that the hope returns. Mm-hmm. So the next thing that happens, and we're not quite there yet, but we went through this last month, was that we get into the like kind of pre-ovulation phase, which again, the period week and the pre-ovulation phase feel so freeing. You know, it's like anything is possible. Sex is great. We're just totally not under pressure at all. And we, you know, life is just like cool. We're just doing our thing. We're focused in on work. We're having fun with friends. We're having a glass of wine if we feel like it. Like you said, we're doing all the things that we feel like we would normally be doing. Nothing's different. And then we get into, you know, we started taking letrozole last month. So now that pre-ovulation phase has this added component that it didn't have before. Before it was, again, just like, okay, we're not ovulating yet. And we're starting starting with ovulation sticks and just kind of tracking it. But there were no emotions. There were no anything. Last month with the letrozole, all of a sudden now I have this extra month of emotion. I mean, extra week of emotion. Mm -hmm. The letrozole is creating 
quite a bit of hormones and feelings. And so it's unfortunate because the freedom weeks, as people can probably hear in our voices, is there's this like a little lot lighter. A lot lighter. And you know, one thing I mean, that, you're singing. Yeah. I mean, definitely on the other weeks, I do not feel like singing. No. Um, there is one maybe thing. Maybe a Metallica One song. thing that I've learned, maybe. <laughs> Megadeth? Yeah, something Black like that. Black Sabbath. Yeah. Um, Black Sabbath is my Corn. favorite. Corn. No, I'm not. You know, that's... That was for a brief period. Pantera. I sing Pantera songs. You do sing Pantera songs. What I was going to say is that there is, what I have learned over this journey is that it is important for these weeks to not only connect as a couple and almost build up some resiliency in a way. Also, I have learned to prepare in a way of not only mentally but in a way of knowing that you're going to have to have extra space in those other weeks Mm. in the trying week in the period week in the the waiting period weeks may be a little different but in that trying and that wait in the trying week and in the period week you need space in your life Mm -hmm. that is not the week to add on some extra be out of town be out of town or or not the week to do a ton of social activities or things like that. Like you need space with your partner during those weeks. And so in this freedom week or whatever, freedom week, where did we come up with freedom? Anyway, I guess that's just what it feels like. Um, Let's see, what else do we want to say? Unfortunately, the letrozole, again, like I said, takes up, you know, really kind of takes away some of the joy. Um, but that's okay because we won't do that for forever. We're just trying that for a couple months. This, you know, this might yeah. even be the last time. It's a great time to have sex without the pressure. The know? freedom week. The freedom week. Oh yeah, it's a great time to have sex to without, remind without... ourselves that we can do it. Exactly, exactly. Because during that trying week, the the pressure is just crippling. Yeah. Um, and so, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But like. Yeah. You know, that, that pressure is just crippling. Yeah. So so we can just, like, have fun, and then all of a sudden it's like we actually want to have sex. Yeah. It's yeah. the best. So it's to me it's just I'm, I'm really just kind of coming away with, like, this is a foundational week. Like, this is where you build up what your resiliency. What do you think about the letrozole, though? Because that, that led to fights last time. Yeah, I mean, I think that... I think that it's important from my male perspective. It's important to be just as tuned in to the timing as you are, you know, and I think that that's something that I have learned in the sense that I need to do just as good a job being on top of either the the pills that you're taking or the timing or what week we're in as you are. And by not being tuned in, I can really be out of touch. And that leads to more conflict during a very emotional, tenacious period of this infertility. It's real. This is real. And if you check out as as a as a man, if you check out and 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 your partner is is super tuned into the timing, that is unhealthy it's for the a, relationship. No choice but to be tuned in. It's no choice. So no 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 for the woman. There's no choice. Oh you're right. Yeah, for the I mean, woman it's there's happening. no choice. Exactly. Right, yeah. Exactly. And so I have just learned and I thought that I was tuned in at a certain point, but then it's like these layers of an onion. You're like, oh yeah, I'm tuned in. I know what it is. Oh now I know this and this and this and this. So never think that you are completely fully, you know, and and you really need to commit to being tuned in and and going further than you think you need to. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that benefits. So I think, you know, with the left... And you'll still probably crash. And and you'll still probably crash. And that's, you know, that's part of it. But that effort there. So, 
you know, and this is a good week to center into that. I, I keep coming back to yeah. like, this is the resiliency week. Yeah. This is the week where you build up your, this is where you strengthen your relationship. You, you, you have your, you know, your more relaxed sex, sex. You, you build into that time off in prep for your trying week. You know, you, you build in those things because it's going to take the, the next roller coaster ride, which you kind of know is coming is just going to take everything that you've got to, to get through it in the healthiest state that you can. I'll just say, as we wrap up, it's like the whole thing is a spiritual practice. Very much so. Right? Like, it may sound like we're coordinating everything to a T, but honestly, the, the, the reality is it's a ton of surrender. Yeah. It's yeah. a ton of surrender. It's a, it's a and great to point. just be in the present moment and to and then to start to have some perspective of like I didn't feel this way last week or mm-hmm. I felt worse mm-hmm. last week and to start to really see those patterns and then detach from them so that they're not quite so personal. Thanks, babe, for yeah. the conversation. Of course. So we're here and it is the trying week. Um, which is basic my, the ovulation week. My favorite. Yeah, it's it's it's, and I think hypothetically, when you think about it, it should be a great week. But oh, everybody's like, have fun trying. Yeah, have fun trying. But the thing is, at least in our experience, is what we found is that the pressure to have sex is crushing. Yeah, it's a it's truly a nightmare. It is a nightmare. It's the only time I don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> It, it is like... That and when I'm tired. Yeah. Well, and of course, the only time when you have to have sex during the trying week is when you're tired. I mean, we. it's just... For me, personally, it was incredible that last night we're having to try and we we were in a beautiful space. We had come home. Our communication was on point. We were loving each other. We were watching this like... It, tearful moving stories about love on on the tv and we were just really connecting and then we were like we should try to make a baby right now tonight's the night and it it crumbled it just crumbled from there because how many times did we try like four 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 times before we were I guess successful, if that's how you want to define success. Yeah. For me, it's just like, you know, we took some time off last month. We've taken different periods. It's almost like we can only have sex when we're taking time off, which then becomes insane. And people will tell you, anybody who knows that you're going through a fertility journey will tell you all sorts of stuff like, go on vacation. Okay, well, when you're three years in, you can't go on vacation every month. and. And it's like, go camping, go outside, get drunk, do this, do that. And it's just like... Go forget about it, you know? Yeah, well, don't don't even get me started with that. But yeah, it's like all these things. And then at the end of the day, I guess what I have come to understand is that we truly do have to create spaciousness on both ovulation weeks and PMS weeks. So basically, our lives get slow twice a month. Right, right. It's the only way to make it through. That's what's interesting that I think for me it just kind of brought up was how time consuming, like nobody talks about that aspect and I really feel it this week of like how time consuming both actual time and energetically and spaciousness it takes to to give towards this and, and then there is on top of that this 
added amount of pressure to to create something that you want so badly. And, but here's you know. here's what everybody is sitting on the other side of this podcast saying. I know it because they're all I can like practically see them trying to open their mouths to talk shit to us. It's like, well, don't don't have so much pressure on yourself, or you just you need to relax or whatever. And I think that the thing that it's like we're talking about it in this week, in this moment. But there have been months where we have practically been abstinent for the sake of not trying. There have been times where we have tried to out of sight, out of mind. We've tried all of that. There's been times when we've had sex every day and really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it's like in this particular week, what we've decided to do, and I don't want to spend too much time justifying it, but is we've decided to, we're on letrozole, so we're on a medicine that's supposed to facilitate a really robust ovulation. It's our second month doing that. And we're going to take advantage of the fact that that that's really hard on my body, and so we're going to actually effort in the sense that we're going to time it, we're going to do the ovulation strips, and we're going to just kind of put forth a little extra effort. But this is the thing about all of life is that you actually have to pause and slow down so much more than you ever realized to do just about anything. Yeah. It's been harder for me to approach sex in this very like kind of mechanized way Hmm. um, where we have to, especially in the moments when I, when I know that we don't want to, mm. right? Like that's mm. really di- more difficult than I thought. And I think it's almost like if you'd have asked me outside of all this and you would have said, well, can you just do it? I'd have been like, hell yeah, I can just do it, you know? Mm. But there is this, there has been this incredible like unknown amount of emotion and feelings and, and, and pressure that has really inhibited me from just being able to do it in these moments when I know that we don't want to, it's, it's been almost overwhelming and I did not expect that. Mm. And I think in any other time, maybe not any other time, but like outside of this situation, I would be able to. Like well, outside of the situation, we you, probably yeah. wouldn't be in the situation where we would have sex if we didn't want to. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's been a whole new, really journey for well, me, I mean, really emotional for me. And then to almost process that as a man and be like, wait, can I, can I not do this? You know, questioning myself a lot and like, you know, those, those moments when it's just not happening. It's like, it's been really, really hard. Yeah. Just for me, I did not expect that. Yeah. I mean, I I think that that's the societal training that you should just be able to do it, right? Like Mm -hmm. get it up. Do it, right? Like any woman who's available or open for any version of business is like, just be a man and do it. But the reality is, is that it's an emotional experience. And, you know, we have physiologically, I, you know, we can make it work for me. It has to, you know, we have to be in the mood for it to work for you, right? We have to be connected. And it actually you know, I'd much rather it be this way than another way. I'd much rather you be the kind of person that wants it to feel good and to be consent-based and to feel like a positive experience and to be emotionally connected. It would be, you know, to each their own. But for me, I'm not mad that you aren't wrote about it. Yeah. One thing that came up for me as you were talking was, do you think that the fact that we are trying to make a child also plays in with the emotional 
aspects of how we feel when we have sex. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I am horrified at the thought right. of of the baby coming out of a non-lovemaking session. Right. I've <laughs> thought about that too. I don't think well, we've Well, in the that, beginning, like, I feel like I was these cosmic experiences of, you know, like the timing was the timing was right, but not because it needed to be right. Only be, the timing just so happened to be right. But we, you and I were in a completely different space about it. And that was just like, I mean, I was positive that children would come from that kind of love. Right. When they stopped, right. I started thinking about all the people who have babies in so many varied circumstances and that that it doesn't, you know, in my background and training feels the, the therapist in me has this feeling about the intention behind it. I think in general, we have this feeling about the intention behind it. But the truth is, is that babies come into this world in all sorts of ways. And I think that you and I will laugh if the baby came up in one of those super mechanized times. So for me, the takeaways of this week are that there are an incredibly, there's an incredible variety of ways that it could go. We have had weeks across this three-year journey where it has been super fun and I've come home for lunch, and we've had these really... But the longer it goes on, the more mechanized pressure, and that can be really hard. And for me, that has been a huge learning experience. I think one other thing I want to mention today is that we are dealing with the fact that it is like last night as we were sitting there and we had tried three times and we had basically at the end, we're both in tears. And at the very end, I say to you, this is bullshit. And you're like, this is bullshit. And I'm like, no, legitimately, this (laughs) trousers barking in her sleep. I'm like, this is actual bullshit. Like, I don't feel this way about you. You don't feel this way about me. And our bodies are not non-functional. Like, a week ago, when I wasn't ovulating, our bodies were functioning just fine. (laughs) Right. And now they're falling apart. They're literally, my anxiety is high. Your anxiety is high. We're freaked out. We can't do the thing. It's not working. And it's a bunch of bullshit because it's just the pressure and the stress of it all. And... Again, for people who think, just let go of the stress, like, first of all, shut up if you've not been in this situation. You wouldn't be saying that if you have. Right. Secondly, it's it's a fine line because we could, I could be on this medicine and then we could decide to go with our own rhythm, but that's really intense for me to take medicine that throws me in a, a mood swings and feels like it's a lot for my body to then go, oh, we didn't, we weren't in the mood that week. So we just didn't do it. So we're just trying to make the most of this. And I, I want to say that at the, the fourth time came because we cried our eyes out and at least I did. And you cried. And then we just like prayed for calm. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was a miracle that we got, that I got calm and that, um, I could trust you again. And yeah. And then we came together. It was awesome too. It was great. It was great. <laughs> it was after really all that, awesome. after all that, after literally hours. So what time was it? It was. It we didn't go to bed until like two thirty in the morning. When's the last time we stayed up that late? Um, never. Right. For really <laughs> Maybe long like time. Maybe like our third date. <laughs> right. For a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well. Um, for all those out here who are experiencing this, you know, just know that that pressure is real, that other couples, I am sure, are experiencing it, at least we are, and um, be try to be easy on yourselves because it is, it is um, yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit, and it doesn't, 
necessarily reflect work. how you feel about each other or work the moment. way you think it's going to work or work the way no you matter think it's what everybody thinks is right yeah so have fun trying <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. Thanks for tuning in and listening as we discuss what is meaningful and curious to us. And don't forget to rate, review, and share with your friends. Bye. Bye.